All right, good morning, Rishutz Rabbi Kron. So um, we are on Yud Tes Ahmed Aleph. So just to orient ourselves, um, over the last number of weeks, we've been talking about um, things related to the concept of Pesha Asr Hushahitr, basically that if there is information that is only being available by virtue of someone sharing that information, that then gives them potentially the right to... Um, to use to use the status that they provided that information to kind of disqualify something or to provide some other factor in their favor, um, and where we went last week was there was a mishnah, new mishnah that talked about the case of a star of a loan, um, and when there's a star of a loan, typically the when it was brought to Besdin, the Besdin would have three ways of certifying the validity of the star. Number one is if the witnesses on the star themselves came to court and says yes we signed this number two is if they somebody else some other parties came in and says yes we recognize these signatures that they belong to these witnesses and they're valid and number three is they would compare those signatures to another certified document and say yes these look the same and therefore we could certify the signatures and what we talked about in the Mishnah was a case where the the witnesses it's, it's the first scenario where the witnesses themselves come to court and they testify about their signatures but they add in some other information such as they say that yes we signed it but we were too young we were forced we were ineligible witnesses um, so the question becomes do we then apply the concept of hapesha asr because they brought the information and do we allow them to therefore disqualify themselves or not, and some of the reasons that we said that they're not would be either um, that there's another concept around once you give a testimony, you can't modify that testimony, or there's also a concept that people can't self-incriminate themselves. Um, so there are a bunch of back and forth on that on that view. So what we're picking up now is um, the word gufa. It's about 13 lines or so down from the top on Yudtes Ahmed Aleph. Um, what we had just said when we ended last time was um, this this view that perhaps what we're talking about here is a case where um, the person who that that the the borrower in this case admits that he authored the he wrote the star. So therefore, we ended off last week by saying that if someone is um, if, if the borrower admits that he wrote the star, writes the star, you don't therefore need to have it certified because if the guy admits that he wrote it, um, that should in theory be good enough according to this opinion. So speaking on that same opinion, Gufa. You're 13 lines down from the top. I am around 13. Is that what you say? Yeah, approximately. It says Gufa. Second word on the line. Second word on the, first word on the line is Lakaimo. I don't know if it's exactly there. Three, six, nine. Maybe 12 lines. Okay, Gufa. Gufa. Gufa, yes. Gufa. I'm Rav Huna, I'm a Rav. So Rav Huna says the name of Rav. Moda Bishtar Shekasvu Ein Sarachakaimo. You know, this is what we just said that if someone, the the borrower admits that he wrote the star, there's no need to have it certified. Amalir Rav Nach, but Rav Nachman um, pushes on him and says, Gunva Gnive Lamele, why do you make believe this is your own ruling when we, we just learned above that this is East Farley Karabi Meir. We just learned above that this is a machlokas where this is the opinion of Rav Meir. 
why do you make believe that it's like this new new concept that you're bringing up when it's really just the same thing, uh, same thing that that Rav Meir said. A Malach Rav Meir just say, and according to me, the halacha is like Rav Meir. Meaning that the person who wrote the star, the concept right, that the person who is the borrower, the borrower wrote the star, and he says, yes, I wrote this star. That's good enough. You don't need to certify the witnesses because by virtue. Why, if you're not, if you didn't really borrow money, why would you have written a star, right? That's that's the that's the underlying theory according to um, Rabbi Meir, right? Yeah. So Rav Huni answers Amalei. He says to Rav Nachman, Umar How do you hold in this? Would you follow Rav Meir? Or would you not? So Rav Nachman answers Amalei. When people come to us for this type of of um, of court. Go get the document certified. In other words, he wouldn't. He doesn't accept this opinion. This is a unique opinion of Rabbi Meir that he doesn't follow. He, in his bezin, they would require the, the documents to be certified, to have the signature certified using one of the three methods that we talked about. Mm-hmm. This is something slightly different. Haomer, but if someone says about this star. Shtar Amana Huza. This is a Shtar Amana. What is a Shtar Amana? A Shtar Amana is where person A and person B create a star and they have the star signed, but no loan actually happened. What they're doing is they're saying, you know, there's going to come a point when I want to borrow money from you and I want to be able to do it rapid fire. I want to be able to call you on Friday afternoon and you transfer the money to me and I don't have to worry about a star. So I want to have a star signed, sealed, and delivered as if you provided me a loan, but the loan didn't really happen yet. So it's called a star of money. It's like a, it literally means a, a, a star of trust. So therefore, by saying that, he's saying that, yeah, it was only a, a star of money. It never, the loan never really happened. Um, so who? So when we say, um, so here we say he, he is not believed. So now the question is, who is the he that we're talking about here? The Ka'amar Khan, um, the um, so who are we talking about? Elema the Kamarlova. It is. Are we saying that it's the borrower who is saying that it's a Shtaramana? So he's the one who borrowed the money. Pshita. Obviously, you're not going to believe him because if you have a, you have a, this disagreement going on between the borrower and the lender, the borrower is is going to clearly clearly saying it didn't happen. So you don't. You have no. There's no reason to rely on the borrower. Is it really in his power to say that this isn't, this isn't a valid document? So therefore, maybe are we really? Is it really so obvious? Like, what's what's the what's the so what about saying that the borrower would say this and you don't believe him? Obviously, you don't believe him. The Ella, the Malva. Maybe we're talking about the lender. So the lender is saying this is a Staramana. If that's the case, Tavola Bracha. So if the lender is saying, yeah, well, you know, it, the, the loan never really happened. You know, what's that's a good thing, right? He's not. He's he's saying, yeah, I have this document is is really here, but um, the loan never really happened. He's admitting that there was no loan, so there's nothing special. You know that doesn't seem to make sense. Ella the Comrade Aiden, maybe what we're talking about are the witnesses. The witnesses are the ones who said um, this is this star was a Sharamana, and maybe what we're talking about here is therefore this is another case of a Pesha Asushita, right? That the witnesses said. That that maybe if the witnesses are the ones who said that they signed it, therefore maybe they have the right to say yes, it's also, but it's also a Sharamana, and we're saying no, we don't believe them. But if we're talking about a case where their signatures could be verified from another source, in other words, it's not their them bringing new information; it's verified from somewhere else. Shita 
You wouldn't believe them. You wouldn't believe them because they're not, it's not like it's Hapesha Asr Shi'it. There's someone, another source is certifying this document. They say, yeah, but it was a Sharamana. You don't believe them. There's no reason to believe them. But if it's a case where there's no other way of knowing and certifying this document other than them certifying their own signatures, why wouldn't you believe them, right? Maybe that should be Hapesha Asr, and therefore you would believe them. So now we have the Simon Bosch. Simon Bosch refers to the fact that we're going to have three opinions or three statements to clarify who we're talking about. The base stands for Rava, the Al stands for Abayi, the Shin stands for Ashi. So first we're going to start with Rava. That what we're definitely talking about here is a case where it's the borrower who says it. Uki the Rav Huna. And his ruling follows what we just said that what Rav Huna said that Rav Meir said. The Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav, that if the borrower admits that he wrote the document, you don't need to have it certified. So by virtue of the, of the borrower admitting that he wrote the document, you, we're just saying, yes, we believe him that he wrote the document, therefore it does not need to be certified. And we also don't believe him that it is um, Ashtara Mana because he's the borrower. We believe him that he wrote the document. If he says I wrote the I wrote the star, this was the opinion we started with, right? If he says I wrote the star that I borrowed money, right. right? You don't need to have it certified, right? So therefore, you don't need to have it certified, right? It's based upon what he's saying. He's bringing up the fact. So you might you might think that this is because of his admission that he wrote the document, but you don't do that because he's the borrower, and it's a dispute between the borrower and the lender here. No, what we're talking about here is the lender, right? So we said earlier, well, you know, if the lender, if the lender says it's a Sharamana, he's admitting it, there wasn't a loan. So why wouldn't we believe him, right? So we just said we don't believe him. Why wouldn't we believe him? The answer is, this is a case where he lent money to person A, but he also borrowed money from our person here, um, from, from, from someone else. And what happens is... Um, the Rabbi Nasan, this follows the opinion of Rabbi Nasan, the Tanya, we learned in the Barai, so Rabbi Nasan Omer, so you have a person who borrows money from A and lends money to B. So you have Ruven, Ruven, Shimon, and Levi, right? Shimon borrows money from Ruven, $100 from Ruven, and he also lends money to Levi. So Levi, so Shimon owes Levi 100 and Ruven Ruven owes Shimon a hundred. So in that case, Levi is allowed to skip the middleman or be directed to skip the middleman and go collect directly from Ruven, right? Because A owes B and B owes C, you can go directly A to C. Um, how do we know this? We know that you're allowed to do this. You're allowed to take, collect, from the from party one is allowed to collect from party three. You can give it to the person who's 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 guilty. In our case, that proves out that you are allowed to go from A to C. So therefore, if the lova it's not that he's an innocent party, and we say tavola bracha, he's basically messing up the other guy by saying that this loan didn't really happen, right? So that that person, in theory, would therefore have the ability to collect from. The first guy, he, if the guy says that loan isn't a valid loan, that never happened, he loses that right. So that's what he says. Rav Ashi Amar Clearly, we're talking about where the 
witnesses are the ones who says that it was a Shtaramana. And we're talking about a case where the the document can't be certified from somewhere else. It's only based upon their testimony. And therefore we're saying, why aren't they believed? Right? Why not? This follows the Rav Kahana, the Amr of Kahana. You're not allowed to have a Shtar Amana, this trust document in your house. You're not allowed to have an avla in your house. An avla means an injustice. So, bottom line is what this is implying is that the whole concept of having a sharamana is an injustice. Why is it an, in, why is it an injustice? Because who knows what happens, and as a result, there's this document floating around. The document floating around implies there was a loan that never happened. It's it's basically false, right? It never really happened. So therefore, it's an injustice to keep that lying around. So therefore, the Adim that are testifying, they shouldn't be having be, be involved with a Sharamana. For Amr of Sheshes, I'm going to Daf Beis. Amr of Sheshes, Gurei Durav Idi, Shema Mina Durav Kahana. He says the name of Rav Kahana. Adim Sha'amru Amana Hayud Varenu. If if witnesses say that we were signing on a Shtar Amana, Ena Neamanim. They are not believed. Why? My taima cave on the avlahi, since it's considered an avla to have a shtaramana, it's considered an injustice. Avla lo Why would they sign a document that was considered an avla? And that's considered being self-incriminating, right? They're saying they signed on something that's considered an avla, right? So therefore, they're not believed because um, basically, they're st- again, this is the concept where they're self-incriminating. So, bottom line is that. Shtaramana is viewed as a negative thing, and therefore the witnesses wouldn't be believed in their case also. So you have three different views about who we're talking about when we say they're not believed. Is it the borrower, is it the lender, or is it the witnesses? I have a question. This document, this is a form of yes. The last opinion is saying that it's, it's like a bad thing. It's a bad thing. But, but, but it's a loan that's... It's a star that's there in case I want to borrow. I didn't actually. You didn't actually, borrow, right. Nobody actually it, borrowed, right? It's like it's an it's an executed loan document right. where there was no loan done. Now, if yeah. later on, but it states like Ruben borrowed hundred. It says Ruben borrowed hundred dollars from Shimon right? and it was signed off. Yes. Right. So it, it sort of represents itself as if it, it happened already. Correct. It didn't really. It did not happen. It didn't happen, right? Right. But that's bad. That's you bad know, because that's because who knows? Because that document is floating around the witness's house. All, all the parties, all the parties die, and a hundred years later, someone finds this and says, "Oh, this is a claim okay. that should have happened." Well, however, okay. okay. So um, now continuing on, Amar of Yeshua ben Levi, Aslo Adam Sheyiv Shtar Perua Besof Beso. So we talked about an we talked about a Shtar Amana. Um, on so we we we. Um, so we, you know, we have this pasuk that we're talking about about this as being an, an avla, right? So we said this not, also not allowed to what's called a star parua in your house. A star parua is a loan that's been paid off. So if if um, person A borrows money from person B, the person B is the lender. Um, what he's, he's not supposed to hold on to that star after it's paid off. Quoting the same pasuk, not allowed to have an avla. So what he's doing is he's keeping a document that says that this loan is still alive, even though the loan has been paid off. You know, similar reason, right? You know, thirty years later, 
all the parties have moved on, and you find this document, and you might think that this loan is still valid. The Marava and Eretz Yisrael Mishmei the Rav army they say the name of Rav. Im avin If there is perversion in your hand, put it away. What is that talking about? Zeshtar amana ushtar pasim. This talks about ashtar amana and the shtar pasim. So what's the shtar pasim? A shtar pasim is where um, some a, person A writes a, writes a document for person B that says I borrowed a hundred million dollars from person B. And the whole point of this is so that that guy can show off that document to show that, yeah, I'm so wealthy because I lent $100 million to this other person. Again, it's a loan that never happened. It's really only there to um, allow the person to to do something significant. Is that like, is that like your Katonis Pasim? Is that, is that the same word, Pasim? Um, pasim means persuasion in this case. Pasim in that case meant multicolored, right? I don't, I don't know I if it's the same it thing. A different word, a different right? Word, right? Never um, mind. Never mind. <laughs> so, um, so that talks about that talks about a star amana and a star pasim. And what the pasik we quoted, when it used the word avla, it was talking about zeshtar parua. That's talking about the document that's paid off. So, potentially, there are different sukkim that, that, that speak to which thing we're talking about. Manda amar star parua. The one that says that the, the word avla talks about a shtar parua, one that's paid off, called shikane, shtar amana, would certainly um, also agree that a document that's a, that's a shtar amana is in the same category. Because a, the, um, a paid off document at least was a loan that actually happened. The shtar amana is a level worse because it's a loan that never happened. Umanda Amr Sharamana, but the one who says the Sharamana is what we're talking about. We stay we say Avla um Avla Shtar Parua Lo. He would not say a Shtar Parua would apply because why is a Shtar Parua really really is an injustice? Maybe a Shtar Parua isn't just completely falsehood. Why? Dismanim Dimashihili Ifshiti Disafra. Because sometimes here's what happens, right? Person A loans money to person B. Um, and it gets paid back, but there's one little piece that's missing. Someone has to pay the sofa who wrote the star, and the borrower is supposed to pay the sofa who wrote, wrote the star. So he owed he owed um, the person a hundred dollars, and he had a hundred dollars, but he was missing the eighteen dollars that he's supposed to pay the the sofa. So until he pays the sofa, the guy says, "You know what? I'm going to hold on to this document until you go and pay the sofa." So the loan is paid off, but the debt to the sofa still exists. So there is still some element of the loan that's actually legitimate. Um, eat tomorrow, we also learn. Sefer she'eno muge. This is just a um, similar thing that's related to the same pasuk. Sefer she'eno muguda. So if you have a, a book of Torah or Nevi'im that has errors in it, amarabi ami ashloshim yom muta lishahoso. Up to 30 days, you can keep it. After that, you're not allowed to keep it. Why? Same pussy. Not allowed to have an avla in your house. So if you happen to have, someone has, a, according to this, if there was a safer Torah, for example, that had a mistake in it, um, you, you, you would need to correct it within 30 days. Because um, otherwise, you have a safer Torah that has a pro, that's, that's incorrect that people are going to say is therefore correct. So it's just this is just a tangent using the same pasuk. Amr of Nachman, Adim Sha'amru Amana Hayudvarim. But if the if the Adim come and they say that we were we signed a Shtar Amana, 
They're not believed. Modana Hayudvarita. But if they said that um, what we're talking about here is a case where um, person A is selling to person B, and he, the person, the seller says, I do not want to sell this. I am being forced to sell it. So that's like an, an inappropriate sale, right? Um, so they signed the document, but they say the guy told us when he was selling his field that he was doing it under duress. He didn't want to do it. Ain't on them on him. They're not ain't them on him. They're not believed. Different different opinion. Mara Varavashi Amar he says Amana Hayud Vareno If they say it's an Amana, they're not believed. Modana Hayud Vareno Neamana. But if they say that it was an Amana where the guy says I'm being forced to do it, they are believed. My time and why are they believed? Hi Nisa Likasev that they that what happens here is you have this guy that's going to beat up the other guy if he doesn't sell him his field um and they're trying to help the guy out because if the guy's going to get beat up if he doesn't sell his field and therefore he's selling his field so they're allowing it to be documented that this happened um and therefore um and therefore they're they're, they're it's an actual sale that happened and they're Helping the guy out by allowing to be to, for it to be sold, and therefore they're believed to say, "By the way, this also happened." High Nisal Kasev. They're allowed to they're allowed to have signed this note because the guy would have been murdered otherwise. Um, so therefore they didn't do anything wrong. The high but they should not have signed Ishtaramana because Ishtaramana is something that should not be allowed. It's considered an avla, um, and therefore they would not be believed when it comes to Ishtaramana. So with this, we'll pause. We'll pick up again tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.